All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. I'm Anu Samarodi, and this is New Tech City, the show about how technology is changing the way we live. And this week, we're preparing you for the future of hiring, how you might find your next job, or how your next employer might find you. It could all come down to taking a test that might sound like this. You're down. Oh, more imps. Uh Uh-oh. And flowers that are going crazy. That's me playing a video game. A quick fun diversion, yes, but also potentially a window into my psyche. The data that's being collected from a game looks at everything that you do in the game, subconsciously or consciously, in a very fine way. You win, but I, I'm getting the sense that everybody wins. Big companies can already use video games, personality quizzes, brain teasers to get at your subconscious data. And they're going to be doing this more and more. This phenomenon, I mean, if it does continue to take hold, will really significantly change, I think, the way people are hired, the way they're promoted, and to some extent, the way they see themselves. We're entering a world where video games can determine hiring, firing, and promotions. This is huge. Where machines can predict our behavior better than our bosses can, maybe even better than ourselves. But the results may not be pretty. I don't have very much ambition. Neither do I. How much ambition do you guys have? 59. I'm 56. Nice. I'm 70. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very oh. ambitious over here. We take some of these tests, talk to their developers, and try to figure out how games might change not just the workplace, but our very notion of self. Resumes, cover letters, diplomas, even interviews. Kiss them goodbye, people. It's New Tech City. Tech is the CEO of Knack, a new company that makes video games that are also hiring tests. He calls each swipe, tap, even a hesitation, a micro-behavior that reveals something about me. So if we click on the icon, you can see a screen of a game. Okay, so it's a game. It has a volcano in the background. We settle on Balloon Brigade. It gauges a player's persistence, grit, patience, spatial intelligence, learning ability, and more. Yeah, it claims to do a lot. And balloons that you fill them with water. Balloons that you fill with water, okay. And you lob them to handle fiery invaders that are coming and are trying to attack your pump. It's colorful, inviting, addictive, kind of like Angry Birds. Except behind the scenes, algorithms are crunching data points and building a detailed profile of my every move. So I start playing, and I feel like it's going pretty well. But really, who knows? Until I get my scores, it's a black box. I send another green balloon flying across the screen and wonder, what does that say about me? 
More balloons. I speed up my flicks. Does that mean I'm resilient, adaptive, or disorganized? Each move creates another digital breadcrumb. And those breadcrumbs show us and tell us about how you think, how you problem solve, how you persist. Do you have a grit to deal with challenges? Because the game becomes very challenging and frenetic at some points. Frenetic? Yeah, that's for sure. No, no. Get the M's. Ah! Come on, dude. Oh, I got you. Come on, dude. I am getting the imps. Come on, imp. No, no. Okay, you get the idea. Me and the imps, not friends. After all, they tried to burn down my water tower. <laughs> I got through two levels of the game, but for Knack's algorithms to really break down what I did, I should have played more. Frankly, I'd had enough by then. I'm a quitter, all right? <laughs> Okay, so let's compare that game to the traditional job vetting process. You know, you, the applicant, you do a phone call or two, an in-person interview, you meet the team. It's all about talking, telling your story. What appeals to you in this role? What kind of value could you bring to our team? I'm uniquely qualified for this position. Well, I just stick with it until I get the job done. I'm a people person. What can I say? My biggest flaw is probably that I sometimes try too hard. I just just can't help it. Okay, sure, there's the firm handshake and eye contact thing, but it's really about the questions, getting to know you. Many companies really interview very intuitively, very informally with on-the-fly questions that make it difficult to compare candidates. Don Peck is deputy editor at The Atlantic, and he has studied the history of hiring. There's a link on our site to a great article he wrote about how human resources is being shaped by statistics. Don says finding the right employee today is considered more of an art, not a science. But it wasn't always that way. When you look at mid-century, mid-20th century America, this was an era of of very kind of scientific hiring or at least attempts to hire scientifically. It wasn't uncommon at the time for companies to spend two or three days giving cognitive tests, tests, psychological tests, tests, skills tests, tests. medical exams um, to college graduates in particular. And what we're seeing today in part is the rise of similar mechanisms that can be delivered more cheaply so they make sense again today. The world we're moving toward is one where people get quantified early and often. Okay, so say you want a job in a call center. Customer service, how can we help you? A few years ago, you might submit a resume, do a phone interview, but not anymore. They've gone almost exclusively to online tests that seek to measure personality in various ways, cognitive ability, and some specific skills. These tests, and this is a little creepy, they also measure other behaviors that job seekers might not ever think of, like how they access the Internet. Hint, hint, using the browser Internet Explorer will not endear you to the HR department. The browser you use, for instance, um, turns out to matter for how well you might perform in certain roles. People that use Firefox, for instance, tend to be better in some technical roles. And the information that's generated about new hires doesn't disappear after they get the job. Companies could crunch the numbers for decades. They're able to follow the people who take the tests when they're hired throughout their careers. All this data is digital. It's kept in the same files now. And they can see how well they perform over time. So let's say, hypothetically, your responsiveness was off the charts good on one of these video games. And you ended up being amazing at resolving calls quickly at the call center. Absolutely no problem. Thank you so much for calling. 
HR would know to look for more people who played the game like you. Companies will be able to see, okay, we hired people based on these characteristics, people who had these patterns of testing or gameplay or online behavior before they were hired. Here's how they actually did. They're watching you. In a minute, how the oil company Shell put these games to the test and got a big surprise. When he got the results back, as he told me, his heart started to beat a little faster. New Tech City is supported by LegalZoom. If you've been thinking about starting your own business, LegalZoom can help you do it. Learn more about DBAs, LLCs, incorporation, trademarks, and other ways to protect your business and assets at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom provides self-help services and can connect you with an attorney, but they're not a law firm. Enter technology in the referral box at checkout for a special discount for New Tech City listeners. Hover, helping you get the best domain names along with all the tools and support you need to manage them. When you want to get your ideas on the internet, Hover will help you find the right domain name to personalize your blog, business, portfolio, or cat videos. For 10% off your first purchase, go to Hover.com and type in the promo code RECHARGE. I'm Anoush Samarodi, and this is New Tech City, and we're talking about the future of hiring, specifically predicting who will have success based on how they play a video game or take a test. I asked The Atlantic's Don Peck, what proof do we have that these tests work? And that's when he started to tell me the story of Hans Haringa at Royal Dutch Shell. Hans had an idea. He got in touch with Knack and he said, I have an experiment for you. We're interested Hans's in Hans's job is to find big experimental innovation projects for Shell. Finding and vetting those ideas was taking him up to two years. So he wanted to find out if a game could help him identify the people with those winning ideas way faster. So he gave the game company details on 1,400 people who had submitted proposals. And what he did is he asked all of those people to play Knack's games um, so that Knack could get a profile of all of them. Knack was told how three quarters of the sample had performed at Shell. But for the last quarter, Haringa said, OK, Knack, you tell me how these people did based solely on the way they play your game. When he got the results back, as he told me, his heart started to beat a little faster because, in fact, the game predicted almost perfectly the people who had actually been the most successful innovators. Haringa was floored. Shell, one of the largest and most profitable companies in the world, had spent years looking for the best innovators. And here, this tiny startup found them in weeks. Knack, through gameplay alone, without ever meeting the scientists involved, without knowing their pedigree, without interviewing them, without even seeing their ideas, was actually very successful in predicting which scientists would have ideas that would ultimately pay off. By crunching numbers and analyzing micro-behaviors, the game identified the type of person who could think up a successful shell idea and see it through. And as it turns out, that's a person with unbelievable discipline who's also open to new ways of thinking. And they learned that all by looking at how they played a game called Wasabi Waiter, where players deliver digital sushi in a crowded restaurant. In the future, that's what your job interview might look like. And it might work better than the way companies hire today. Well, for the companies anyway. The idea of having my future foretold by how I deliver sushi in a smartphone is a bit unsettling. 
but I also really like the idea of taking a quiz that can tell me more about myself. You know, it's why I like ladies' magazines. Help me learn more about who I am. And maybe about how I should be working differently to reach my full potential. I decided to ask the brave boys of New Tech City to also step up to the test. My producers, Alex Goldmark and Dan Tucker, took the challenge extremely seriously, especially Dan, who came well-prepared. All right. I got my notepad so that I can, you know, possibly write some shapes down if necessary. I've got my phone. Dude, I... In case I, I want to do a calculator. I didn't bring any of those things You in. have a phone. We're taking a test from a company called Connect Cubed that makes tools for HR departments. These aren't video games. They're more like IQ, personality, and skills tests rolled into one. When you're ready, click to proceed. Let's proceed, people. All right. Onward. 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 Click. So we clicked right. and clicked and clicked some more. Well, at least until Dan stopped clicking out of test-induced despair. I'm just going to let my time run out right here. <laughs> <laughs> you do not like no, block tests. No, come on. Keep going. I, well, it's almost out. And I, just go. There's keep no way going. I can get Dan is staring at a white box with red shapes in different patterns. He has to rearrange the shapes to rotate the pattern. This tests abstract reasoning, and each puzzle gets harder until the time runs out. Okay, that seems evident. But what this test does is it also observes how you deal with the time running out and the puzzles getting harder. That's how this kind of test is different than the old Myers-Briggs test that you probably took in high school or 1950s aptitude test. All right, I'm going to verbal. Goodbye. I'm going back to where I feel comfortable. Vocabulary, basic math, it's like a mini SAT. Except I don't know exactly what they're asking for. Is it just the right answer or is it where my mouse hovers? If I do it fast, will I look like an expert or will I look rash and hasty? On the personality questions, am I supposed to be totally honest about how much I like routine or novelty or how I resolve conflict? Okay, here we go. I keep in the background. <laughs> I try to. strongly disagree. I'm skilled in handling social situations. I agree. I know how to get things done. Yes, I do. Next. So when we finish, we get quantified with scores for ambition, smarts, work quality, and working with others. I don't have very much ambition. Neither do I. How much ambition do you guys have? 59. I'm 56. Nice. I have 70. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very oh. ambitious over here. Wait, this is bullshit. I'm calling bullshit right now. Sorry for the salty language. It's just hard to hear that I got a 52 on working with others. Wait for this. Low sense of moral obligation to live up to promises and responsibilities. That's pretty damning. That's not I that's have tough. small children. I hope I don't have that. Like they... That's also not true. Alex is right. It's not true. And here's the thing. These numbers feel like test scores, but that's not really how they work, according to Michael Tannenbaum, at least. And it's his test. Hi, my name's uh, Michael Tannenbaum, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of ConnectCubed. I live in New York. Tenenbaum says, I don't necessarily want a high score in every category. In the case of agreeableness, if you're too agreeable, you're uh, a pushover. Um, <laughs> and, that's, and that's a problem. You know, once in a while, somebody's got to work on Saturday and the boss has to decide who's coming in on Saturday. And if you can't do that, you're going to have a real problem in a lot of leadership roles. Even on the personality test, saying that you often feel blue or occasionally feel depressed it might sound strange, but that's not bad for every job. While a lot of people say there's a place for everybody, it's not totally false. For example, if one were to hire a creative, you know, like a graphic designer or, or for a job at an ad agency coming up with stuff, having a greater emotional stability may not correlate with work performance in that context. Being very tidy may, in fact, be associated with 
great account executives, but not with great creatives themselves. So my low scores aren't bad. It's just a number that used the right way can tell a boss where to place me on a team or what kind of projects I should work on. Even if I got a high score, I'd still worry that leaving my hiring prospects to a test just puts too much stock in a black box or in a person who might want to use that test to hide behind. But Michael Tenenbaum says his tests are better because they aren't prejudiced. They don't care what gender or color you are. The alternative to using an assessment is not some well-trained recruiter who has extensive experience going through um, structured interview processes. It's usually a hiring manager who's making a selection based on his gut. Judging someone by the cut of his jib may seem more natural, but not more ethical, goes this line of reasoning. It gives everybody a chance, not just people who went to Ivy League schools or uh, target schools for, for junior recruiting and for... Older folks uh, who are mid-career professionals who have been around for a while, it lets them distinguish themselves and forces companies to recruit on those metrics that actually correlate with success. You know, I figured like people who are good at video games are going to be better at this. Well, I don't know if that's fair to say, but I think people who play video games have been too often maligned as a result of their, their taste for video games as being stupid. Is this sitting well with you, dear listener? Because it all seems a little too tidy for me. And for Don Peck of The Atlantic. You could imagine an age bias in this, whereas people who are more facile with technology generally and gameplay, you know, might be better than than older workers. If there's bias accidentally built into these assessments, it will hopefully rise to the surface soon, just like it did with the SATs and various other standardized tests. In the meantime, Don Peck says HR departments should be cautious about what they're buying into. There's a lot of snake oil that, that's going to be sold over, over the coming years because, you know, whether we like it or not, these technologies are advancing and companies are beginning to use them more and more widely. Um, and, and a lot of people, a lot of corporate executives, a lot of people in HR, they don't really understand the statistical models behind these, uh, these approaches. Um, and they're so just going I think they, with it because it's something just, new or because it's exciting yeah. or because – well, and because results are promised, you know, and they're talking to people who are smart and engaging, and and uh, and they've all seen Moneyball, and and uh, <laughs> and so and so so you know, I, I think that opens the door to some bad science. Maybe the heads of HR departments should have to take the block test before they fully embrace hiring by big data. After playing a few of these games and doing the assessment, I just can't get two questions out of my head. One. Does slapping a number on something like a person's ambition or aptitude change the way that person acts? And two, if that number's wrong, how long until she, okay, I'm talking about myself here, how long until I realize that I'm in the wrong box or on the wrong path? Remember Guy Halftech, the man behind the balloon game I played at the start? He sees these scores as a way for people to plan their lives. You can learn about your kids and they can learn about what they will do in life and what they should study and what's the right learning style that they have. And then you can learn about other things in terms of not just jobs and careers, but it's just about seeking to better understand other people around you. Okay, I have kids, as you probably know, and I love the idea of a tool that helps them express themselves and learn. But how far should it go? Because it can go pretty far. So we look at NAC as something that is going to be the new ID of a person. It's new personal digital ID that people can actually build and create through playing the games, which gives them the understanding, the insight, but gives them a way to tell the world, this is me. 
So instead of having LinkedIn represent you professionally, you would just have a set of scores. Crazy? Yeah, maybe. Possible? Totally. If entrepreneurs like Guy have their way, how you game will matter more than who your parents are or where you grew up or where you went to school. The future is going to be much more exciting than what LinkedIn provides people or companies. But Don Peck sees how this could lead us to some dark corners. So should I tell an 11-year-old whose passion is chess, who is by any measure very good at chess, that actually he doesn't have the stuff or she doesn't have the stuff to be a grandmaster one day? Machines are now a lot better at the game than people are. And that means chess teachers can ask a machine to predict how likely it is that a child prodigy will pan out or not. And then what? Tell the kid, just don't bother playing? Maybe I should, because that could save the kids years of practice and eventual heartache. But how can you do that ultimately? You know, I, 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 think, I think that kind of question is going to be more and more common for more and more people over the years. And it's a question that is hard to answer. And hard to control. Companies are going to do this whether we like it or not. So the response might be to join in, to use the new tests on ourselves, to adapt. I, for example, was slightly hurt that my test said I'm not very into helping people at work. And so now when somebody asks for help, I'm going to be a little nicer. I'm going to be a little bit more helpful. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Anusha Marodi, and this is New Tech City. You can find more episodes like this one that might make you feel insecure and neurotic like I do at newtechcity.org or on iTunes. And if you go there, why not rate us? We could use the data point. <laughs> Work quality. I got a 55. I got a 38. <laughs> 59? You win. I win, I guess. Dan is going to be hosting this show soon. <laughs> I don't know.